Get ready to jumpstart your scientific career with practical advice on being a successful and contented scientist. Each episode of the Happy Scientist podcast delivers hands-on, actionable steps you can take to ensure you stay happy, focused, and satisfied in the lab. Available on all popular podcast platforms, hit the subscribe button and start your journey towards a more fulfilling scientific career. the Happy Scientist Podcast. Each episode is designed to make you more focused, more productive, and more satisfied in the lab. You can find us online at bitesizebio.com slash happy scientist. Your hosts are Kenneth Vogt, founder of the executive coaching firm Vera Claritas, and Dr. Nick Oswald, PhD, bioscientist, and founder of Bitesize Bio. Hello, this is Nick Oswald welcoming you to this Bite Size Bio webinar, which today is a live episode of the Happy Scientist podcast. As we always say, if you want to become a happier, healthier, and more productive scientist, you are in the right place. With me, of course, is the Bite Size team's Yoda, or Confucius, Confucius or Mr. Miyagi, Mr. Kenneth Vogt. In hey these days, <laughs> we hear from Ken mostly on principles that will help shape you for a happier, and a more successful career. And along the way, I'll pitch in with points from my personal experience as a scientist and from working with Ken. During this, uh, doing this live, Ken takes me back to when we started the Happy Scientists, Happy Scientists podcast back in May, no March 2020, when lots wow. of people, <laughs> when lots of people had to begin working from home for the first time in their lives. And we decided to launch a Happy Scientist webinar to help them cope with that that eventually morphed into a podcast. And to, here we are today, 62 episodes later, on today's topic, which will be the most effective way to expand and protect your own interests. It's come a long way, Ken. <laughs> yeah, it sure has. And it, it was funny too, the way, as you mentioned, the way it started, people were just aching for, what do I do? You know, and you know, it was understandable. People had been in the lab their their whole career and all of a sudden now they're supposed to work from home it didn't even make sense it seemed but you know you all worked it out we're proud of y'all you did fine you took care of yourself and great so now i want to talk more about that idea of taking care of yourself taking care of your own interests we do want you to be able to expand your career uh, and we want you to to be happy and and uh, effective as you do it the, the, the question about that is, though, how do you protect yourself? Because even though there's a lot of cooperation in science, there is also some competition. And even if it's good-natured competition, there's competition for resources, competition for attention. There's, there's all kinds of things that you need to worry about that have to do with your own interests. And you may be wondering, well, if I don't worry about it, who, who will? So... We can start off then with this idea of, is it all about me? You may remember Emperor Cusco from uh, the Emperor's New Groove. And he was so self-absorbed, so narcissistic, so selfish that, you know, everything was a disaster for him. I mean, he got turned into a llama. It's terrible. <laughs> and you may remember, too, if you're old enough, back in the 80s, in the 80s, there was actually a book called Looking Out for Number One. It was a bestseller 
um, you know, personal, personal achievement, self-help kind of book, looking out for number one. I mean, it's, it's almost a rude comment, but you know, here's the thing. It's not the eighties anymore. And the notion of looking out for number one is an old school. It's old hat. Cause frankly, the 80s proved that that didn't work very well. If you made it all about yourself and you assumed everybody else would make it all about themselves, everybody's got to take care of number one, themselves being number one. Um, it, it just it just didn't it didn't come together. And in in a in a field like like bioscience, where cooperation is is truly necessary, you can see how that just that couldn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work in all kinds of different places. It didn't work in education. It didn't work in business. Um, and it sure wasn't going to work in the lab. But that, here's the thing. If you're not looking out for you, who is? I mean, how do you take care of yourself if if no one no one else is going to make me a priority? Well, I, don't I have to make me a priority? Yeah. So that's, that's the first thought we may have. Now... So we can then ask the question, if it's if it then is serving others versus serving yourself, how do you make that work? I need to have some kind of card up my sleeve. I got to have some way of of making sure I'm taking care of myself if I'm in a situation where it's versus. But the thing is, you don't necessarily have to be selfish to take care of yourself. And the reason you don't have to be selfish to take care of yourself is, is this card up, up the sleeve that I'm going to talk about here as, as we go on. Um, so, so give, you know, bear with me a moment. Let me, let me make the case for the fact that you don't have to circle the wagons around your own little kingdom to, to make sure you're safe. You don't have to put up the drawbridge. You don't have to put in a moat, none of that stuff. You can, you can be engaged with others and yet you're still gonna serve yourself. So does that sound desirable? I hope the answer is yes. Is that for me? So, yes. <laughs> all right, so, but now let's let's start off with, the, with the, the, the fun part. Why serve yourself? Why should you do this? Why should you bother to take care of yourself? Well, yeah, because at first blush you may think, well, isn't, wouldn't that just be selfish or, or maybe myopic? Um, or is, is that being too limited in my view? You know, but you really do have to take care of yourself because as we, as we mentioned earlier, they did get the one thing right in the eighties. If you don't take care of yourself, nobody else probably will. So it's gotta be in the mix. But the fact is you can't demand others respect you if you don't first respect yourself. So sometimes people just give themselves away and they don't they don't, can't understand why people don't reciprocate. Well, because you've demonstrated that you're of no value. Why should they treat you as, as being of value? So let me add on to that then. What about the other side? Well, if I need to take care of myself, why should I be bothering to serve others? I mean, doesn't serving others fatally deplete you? But here's the thing: serving others actually serves you. And now that may sound like um, a contradictory statement, but it's not. You, as you serve others, 
you see how to serve yourself. When you when you take care of things that will matter to other people, you will get clarity about what matters to you. You will also see, well, I see what I need in this situation. And it tells you how to ask for the things you need. Because whereas people may not be thinking about you and putting you first, they're not all monsters. You know, if you let them know what you need, if you communicate about that, well, then they have the chance to, then they have the chance to serve your needs. And, and they realize too, that if you're doing things for their benefit and now you turn around and say, and by the way, I would like some help on this. The, you can see people snap too on that. Like, Oh yeah, I should do that. Cause this guy is really good to me. Um, I want to make sure he keeps doing that. So, Oh, he wants, he wants this little thing. Well, sure. I'm going to help with that. So that that's, that's why, why you should also be serving others in support of serving yourself. So I, I hear you chomping at the bit back there, Nick. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking of as if we're trying to put this into a, a lab setting, and, and I suppose it's a it's a vicious circle can easily be set up. Whereas if you if you get more if if you get a bunch of people and they're mostly serving only themselves, then people will tend to be more protective, and so and then that's a downward spiral, isn't that? Exactly. And so, and so even if you're in a scenario where that feels like it's the case you can be part of setting that spiral upwards by just kind of going against the flow being helpful and sticking out as the person who wants to help other people mm -hmm. and then um and then they're more likely to help you so it does serve you in the end it's not completely as you said earlier it's not completely giving yourself away you know it's right. uh, and it's also not doing it with the requirement to uh, to um that other people serve you back. It's just being of service and then it will just naturally flow back the way, I guess. Exactly. And it's, you might think, well, you know, I'm, I'm too junior in, in the operation for that to work. There's no such thing. It doesn't matter if you, it, it will cause you to stand out. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a part of your, of your career just right there. If nobody helps you, but you are, you have the reputation of being the person who helps everyone, that's still going to be good for you. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you got to look at it, too. It's like you can get what's good for you um, maybe in 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 way number one, but maybe not way number two. Or maybe way number one is not available, but there's another way that it could be of some value to you. So don't necessarily look look at this to win all the time because this isn't about winning and losing. And that kind of brings me to my my next point. You've probably heard the the term "life is a zero sum game," um, and that came from economics. Um, the, the idea being that there's a pie to divide up, and you know once it's divided up, all the pieces are passed out. That's it; it's gone. And therefore, I want more of the pie. You know, so but if I get more of the pie, then you get less of the pie, and everybody's jockeying for position on that. Um, the thing about it is that that is even not necessarily true in economics, but it is certainly not true in life. But it is compelling, this idea that there are limited resources and there are, the, the pool is finite. But 
what that is is a scarcity point of view. And now there there are certain things that are scarce. You know, there may be a very expensive piece of equipment in your lab that you literally have to book time on because it could, you know, it's only got there's only 24 hours in a day that it can be used and 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 if you don't get on the schedule, you don't get to use it. Now, you might look at that and say, see, that proves it's a zero-sum game. Like, no, it's a zero-sum game for that piece of equipment. But that's not the whole picture. So, and there are still ways to do deals with that. You know, if you come to somebody and say, I really need this resource, and then, and they tell you, well, you know, my suggestion to you is book that two weeks in advance because that generally it's open for that long. Great. You can follow that advice. Or you can let it go, okay, I didn't have the opportunity to do that, but maybe I can maybe I can I can negotiate with somebody who's already got a book. And and again, it comes down to okay, well, what can I do for you so that you can do this thing for me? Yeah, it still works out. You you still have the opportunity. A lot of it comes down to your what kind of thinking you bring to it. If you bring an abundant way of thinking to to uh whatever you're dealing with in this situation, you will find that things that looked finite get bigger and sometimes they they no longer look finite. Or at least from a practical standpoint, they're no longer finite. It's like, you know, I will be able to have access to X whenever I want. I can get, you know, Sally Joe or or Billy Billy Bob to to help me on any project anytime I want because because I've put in the the lead time to make sure that they're available to me and you know whether that lead time has to do with well they're they're uh, you know interns and i just gotta make sure the person who staffs interns is is friendly to me or maybe it's about okay these are these are experienced people but because i've i have sowed the seeds of them want wanting to keep me happy <laughs> that that uh well, then you have access to those kind of resources, and sometimes the you, sometimes you got to put in a, a, a fair amount of effort into that. Sometimes you have to cultivate relationships. Sometimes you have to pay up front, even well in advance, to get someone to pay you back later. But if you know, if you and if you prepare for the times when you know you're going to have needs, then you'll have that to call on when it when that when the an emergency arises or when when you really need to have all hands on deck for something you got to get in front of that stuff and again you might look at that and go well that's not serving me i got to do all this extra work up front it is absolutely serving you and on top of that it's serving others because you're you're paying in in service to others so as to have a place to withdraw service to self after the fact yeah, it's it's quite a it's quite a balance though, isn't it? There's quite a nuance here to this, because if you um, if you set out to serve others just so you can get service back, then it's not going to work because th then people feel that's manipulating the situation. Right. Yeah, you have to legitimately serve others. It's it's, it's an orientation. It's be open. To helping, and you know, you you know those people. I can think of people I know that are like that. It's oh, yeah. being open to helping, and it's being open to, you know, look after yourself, um, and um, 
but also be open to looking after the people that are around you. Um, being open to that, and then what you're talking about here, the benefit back is a side effect of that. It's not the it's not the reason you do it. It's not the primary objective. Yeah. Okay. You, you still see the that serving others should be part of the mix for you, the mix for you too. It's valuable to you to be that way, and you can't fake it. You you can't like, hey, didn't I bring donuts last week? Therefore, you owe me five hours of the work this week. You know. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> it like. it's, it's funny. I have seen so many people around me doing that, where they go, "Well, I've been putting in for ages, and I, you know, I, I um, you know, they help and they help, and then and then they, at some point they don't feel like they're getting back what they think they should for what they've put in, and they don't like it. But it's it, that that's not the way to look at it because the way it's coming back to you might not be the way you expect. Right. Exactly. And two, it could also be, it could come down to you. You wouldn't think I have been, I have been silently giving and giving and giving. But if you don't, if nobody really noticed, knows about it, nobody's really noticed, maybe the problem is you didn't communicate it. Maybe you didn't yeah. let people know that, hey, I've been doing this for your benefit. Is that, do you find it a benefit? Because sometimes you think, you think you're doing something to benefit for others. And when you ask them about it, they're like, I really don't care about that. Yeah. Or it doesn't really help me. Well, now you think you've been paying in, you're not paying anything in. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's interesting. Or you're not making clear what you want. Yeah, it's one of those, yeah. it's a very, it's, it's a kind of soft focus sort of thing, this, isn't it? As so many of these things. <laughs> well, you know, this, this doesn't have to be all that hard. This isn't hocus pocus here. Mm. Because it, it just comes down to, bothering to think about things from someone else's perspective and bothering to communicate to make sure that that your picture was correct you know get it's just like any any other lab test you have a hypothesis test it yeah and get data back then now you can you can start drawing conclusions but if you're drawing conclusions if all you've done is is having a hypothesis you didn't bother to collect any data and now you're drawing conclusions come on you know better. <laughs> yeah. And some, I think some people probably have gotten into certain fields because they'd prefer to just be heads down and not have to deal with a lot of people. And, um, and yeah, if, if that is, if that is where you naturally come from, you may not automatically do this kind of thing. So it's, that's why we're suggesting it here. We're suggesting get engaged, have some tactical communication that you do on purpose to, so that you can see the feedback, that's useful. Now, if you're somebody who's more naturally, you know, social and demonstrative, I'm sure you're hearing all this. Well, this is anybody would know this. So, well, everybody doesn't know this. <laughs> but it is important too that that you don't just see things from your own viewpoint. You're like, well, I thought it was really nice that I brought donuts. You know, <laughs> sorry, nobody cared. Half the people are on a diet. It's not great. You know, <laughs> so make sure that you're doing things that, that are of value to others so that when it comes time to cash in that your chips that you can say, okay, it's fair. Yeah. You know, I did this and this, you told me how valuable it was to you. Like, okay, the time has come. I really need your help. I, I, I need to call in you this favor. And, and that's fine. And when you're doing that kind of thing too, it is good to recognize that you're not putting a gun to anyone's head. 
what you're you're still asking you're not demanding it's like i did for you now by golly you're gonna do for me no no it's like i it's fine to remind them hey i did this and this for you now the time has come i really need some help can can you do this for me and so even if you're the boss of somebody sometimes you think when you're the boss you don't ask you tell there's nothing that stops you as the boss from asking somebody to do something it doesn't hurt anything you don't lose any authority and it's just treating people with with kindness and people respond to kindness and when you ask somebody hey would you mind doing xyz it gives them a chance to say well that causes a problem that maybe you weren't aware of you know i i've already you've already asked me to do abc I don't have I don't have any bandwidth right now for this or or I can do it, but I can't do it till next week or that's fine. You know, you want to have those kind of conversations. That's again, because then you're getting new data that maybe data you didn't even know you needed. So it's very much helpful. And of course, that serves you. If you're in a situation where you are pushing subordinates to the point of breaking and they can't get things done. You know that ultimately will impact you. Now, that really hurt. That that will hurt your career as you can't meet your objectives. Yeah. So again, it's still serving you to be nice to people and to 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 ask rather than order. It's it's interesting. There is there is a culture in some some uh, labs, let's see, where um, you don't tell the sub your subordinate. You don't ask your subordinates what to do. You tell them. And in fact, it's a bit of a badge of honour to do that, mm-hmm. to be able to do that. So that when you're that subordinate, and then you grow up into you know you're up to the next, you have someone under you, then you carry on because it's actually seen as kind of a weakness to not do that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of an example of that downward spiral I was talking about earlier on, where where you it's just conti- it's just continuing the the. the <clears throat> of um, the behavior that doesn't actually help because there's nothing worse than, there's nothing more likely to turn someone off from wanting to be, to do well uh, in your lab or in, you know, working under you than to just be kind of, um, what's the word? Un- well, unkind to them for, for, right. for a better word. Yeah, well, that's what you mentioned, the word you used earlier was kindness. So mm-hmm. again, it's about just tilting that spiral back up the other way and going, okay, well, it's not going to do anything. It doesn't cost anything to be kind to people, to think about their point of view, to think about what they need, to ask them for, you know, to do things rather than tell them, telling them to take their feedback and so on. Yeah. And, you know, you used the word culture a moment ago. And, so, you know, we, we've got an international group of people that listen to the podcast and you may be sitting there saying, well, maybe in America or maybe in the UK, you could do it that way. But here in this culture, that's not how it's done. Um, and and so, you know, we're not in any way trying to impress upon you some other macro culture. But it's like um, it's just like with climate, climate can be broadly stated to be certain ways, but there are microclimates. This valley's got a little bit different climate than the top of this this hill. Um, and culture is the same way. There's no reason that if you find something here useful, even if it seems like it would be 
counter to the typical broad culture you're in, you can create your own little microculture. Your group can operate a certain way if you find this useful. Now, we, we present things to you, and we're not saying that this is the truth with a capital T, and you have to do it this way. What we're saying, take what you can and, and the things that you find useful and put them into practice. Because at the end of the day, the stuff you learn about isn't really what helps. It's the stuff you actually put into use. That's what's going to make all the difference. That's what's going to impact, impact your experience. It's going to impact your satisfaction, your accomplishment, um, your, your career advancement is going to come from the things you put into use, not just the things, yeah, I heard about that once. You know, <laughs> or I've heard about it 20 times, but still never done it. You, know, you don't want to you don't want to put yourself in that space. So so here's another way to think about this. At the beginning, I talked about service to others versus service to self. And if there's no versus there, well, maybe others isn't the right word. Maybe others is just there's service to you and in service to all service to everyone and it it takes that contention out of it and i chose this particular slide because it's like each of us is one of these these little tiles well these tiles are you know there's only a couple different shapes and there's a bunch of a bunch of tiles here but it all comes together it all works as one some of them are different colors than others and yet that makes it more interesting it's it, it's visually interesting from a color standpoint from a from a graphic standpoint and that's just a sidewalk imagine if you put people into this and what if you put really smart people really well-educated people and people that are really good at their jobs into this imagine what you get and you get to be a part of that and you get to benefit from it and you get to be supported by it all if, if you get out of the versus mode. Did I hear something there, Nick? No, 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 I was, I just said yes. I just agree. <laughs> so the bottom line is what we're seeking here is harmony. It's, it's about service to the whole. How do we make everything work for the benefit of everyone? And I'm part of everyone. It's, I don't have to give myself away so that it's good for everybody else. You don't have to be a martyr. You don't have to sacrifice yourself. That's that is not that's not sustainable. I mean, if you martyr yourself for this, you literally are no longer a resource for anybody. So you you stop serving others immediately. So you know you don't need that. <clears throat> so it gives you harmony is is really the word, and I. And I like the word harmony better than say balance. Because the problem with balance, balance is something that happens in a static environment. You know, when you think about balancing something, you usually have to hold still to balance it, right? But that's not life. Life, life is in motion. I mean, I'm, I'm talking to bioscientists, nobody knows better than you, but life is about motion. <laughs> it's all about vibration. Everything, everything is constantly moving, constantly changing. But when with something like harmony, harmony is not not bothered at all by movement. In fact, if we think of it in terms of music, we need it to move. 
if, if it wasn't for movement, there'd be no sound, you know? Uh, and if there was no movement, we wouldn't move to the next note, to the next bar, to to the next verse. And and that's the part that that we really like about it. It just somebody somebody can pick up an instrument who's skilled with it and they can play a single note and just hold it. And it's just blah and how long will that last before you're bored, right? You know, we want things to change. We want to be engaged with it all. So that's that is is the takeaway from all this if you want to serve yourself serve the whole you're part of the whole it's going to work for you it's going to work for others others are going to are going to help you it's it's an upward spiral and you can start that spiral you can be you can be a force for good in that regard and others when they see it working they'll pick up on it and start doing it too because again we've already noted you're surrounded by smart people. <laughs> They'll get it. And just show them by example. And, and in the end, you will serve yourself. Yeah, so I've just written a note here about, you know, um, you know, there are, or my, the, the summary of that, this for me is that regardless of, of where you are and, and what is going around you, you know, what your, your, your professional situation is or your, domestic situation or whatever is is regardless of what's going on around us to orientate yourself towards you're saying to orientate yourself towards service to others um kindness to others service to all that's including you really um yeah. taking on other people people's perspectives and stating your own requirements regardless of what's going on you know uh, uh, then that will start to change the dynamic for you is that is that a fair Summary. That was a better summary than I would have gave. <laughs> I just didn't want to say it, but I thought that's what I thought as well. <laughs> no, that was great. Uh, okay, we have a few questions. Um, so we'll just get through those. So it's mostly about situations, actually. So I feel constantly stressed in my lab. Everyone is out for themselves, and it's difficult to get help from anyone. What should I do in that situation? Well, the, the, I think my, my first reaction to that is, is that really true? Are you absolutely certain that's true? Because maybe you just had, you know, you've had some bad experiences or maybe there was, maybe there was one person who was a real problem, but it's not necessarily everybody. So the first thing I would do is question, question whether that's a valid observation. And if you realize, you know what, maybe there's this one person actually is all right or this one situation is is pretty functional you know you'll start to see some cracks in that in that dark view but uh, you know the other side of it is if it's truly that way if it's really like that maybe you need to find a different lab to be in because they're not all like that <laughs> yeah. well I, I would add a, a sort of middle step to that because it could be that you're in a very small lab and, and there's not very um there are not many places to go to try and find a different kind of, you know, maybe everyone, there's a couple of people that like that, but that's the whole lab. The next step for me would be try and make those connections out, you know, in adjacent labs, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Find people there that can help and support you in whatever kind of help and support that, that you need. Or you can start helping them and just, just sort of um, 
Yeah, that was where I was going to go next. Yeah. Like maybe it's that way. Maybe you're making it that way. Well, that's Why don't you try and make it another way and give it a shot? You know, what's the worst that could happen? It won't be any worse than it was. Well, no. yeah. And if you go back to the my amazing summary there, it's regardless of the where you are, start orientating yourself towards <clears throat> service to all, which is service to others and service to yourself. Exactly. So, so regardless of that, regardless of what the other people in the lab are doing, start doing that. Keep doing that without expecting them to pay you back, and see and 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 just make that the way you are. And then, whether it's in this lab or in the next one, then you will derive the benefit. What you don't want to do is copy that behavior. If you think that that is um, what's going on, you don't want to then close yourself. Right. right. Don't meet the lowest common denominator. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the other thing about it is if you end up being the only person who is helpful to others, would that be so bad? Would that not be an improvement in, in your life? You know, so don't, if like, if it's going to be, if I can't have it all, I don't want anything. That, yeah. That's not a great way to think. I think that, uh, well, I think that a, a lot of what goes on, uh, in some places anyway, is that that, you know, that 80s book that you said, what was it, looking out for number one or something? Yep. And that, that mindset of that that's the way to do it, I think that prevails in, in, in I don't know, it's not obviously not all over science, but there are places where, where there's pockets of that happening and uh, where that, that mindset is still there. And sure. it's still about, it's still a rat race, essentially. And, um, but but the way to behave in that is is just to is just to turn the other way and go okay, this is this is how I you know I'm one of the people that's 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 uh, changing that dynamic and exactly and, and I'll start to change. And you know at the end of the day, it'll change at the pace that it'll change. But one thing's for sure, change is ever present. So if you think oh it'll never be different, <clears throat> come on, it's always going to be different. It's going to, but you know, whether it's going to change in 10 years or two days is, isn't really important. What's important is you get yourself pointed in the right direction. Yeah. Um, it, and the steps to take will then reveal themselves to you. You'll see opportunities. Um, but until you get involved, you won't see the opportunities. You may look at this right now and go, it sounds like a great idea. I have no idea how to implement it. The way to implement it is keep it in front of you and look for the first opportunity and then make sure you do it. You got to take action. Take a, any, even a small step is better than no step. Yeah. You can, you can way overthink this. Yeah. It's interesting that, isn't it? I just think that I'm just laughing because there's so many of these things in this podcast of these six, ep- six day episodes that are there, they overlap. Obviously. They're all different ways of looking at the, essentially the same thing. And, <laughs> And the, and the idea is here is that is 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 about a way to not even behave. It's a way to be, I suppose, a way to um, to conduct yourself that, that allows you to grow. Right. And if you if you are looking for ways to help each other, other people, and you're looking at, I don't want to be a doormat. Don't only look out for other people. Look out for yourself as well. Otherwise, you'll be trampled if you like. Um, yeah. But. Look out for, make sure that you, that's all. That's why I can't say in service to all. So make sure you're looking out for yourself and other people. Then you're growing. If you choose the other way and copy the people that you think are are holding, 
back from you or just looking out from themselves, that's a smaller life to lead. You won't grow in that, certainly not as much. Yeah, you, your career will not expand. Yeah. We're not telling you here to, to be saintly. We're telling, you know, unless you want to be. You know, we're not telling you not to be saintly, but, but we're telling you just the practical, this is what works as far as expanding your career. Whether or not you care about it from a philosophical or a moral standpoint or ethical standpoint isn't really the point. It's about this is what works. So, you know, we're, we're just trying to give you tools that'll help you have a happier career. Cool. Okay. So how about getting more money? Here's another question. <laughs> Well, the picture with the pen and teller with the pie, you see yes. the pie can keep getting bigger, but what about funding? There's only a certain amount available. That is a competition and I just have to look at it for myself. Yes or no? Okay. Um, well, the first thing is I did acknowledge that there are some zero sum games that does happen. Um, but how about this? Is it really merely looking out for yourself that you're going for funding? And if you get it, somebody else won't. Are you the only person who will be benefited if that if that grant comes through? You know, chances are you're not. You're not the only person working on that project, probably. Um, it may benefit the organization you work for, too. You start to see the possibilities of what it could do for a bigger group than just yourself. Now, maybe somebody else won't get the grant because you do. That's I mean, that's, that is unfortunate. Well, I say, unfortunately, that is just the way of the world, but it doesn't mean that you're going in there and killing the other guys so you can take the grant, you know, <laughs> it's where you're not trying to destroy anybody. You're not, you're trying to not trying to take them down. You make the best case you can. And, and one of the things that does for the others is it causes them to have to make the best case they can. Exactly. And if they fail to do so, hopefully they'll learn their lesson for the next time, you know, so it's still benefited them. So you're not harming them that you got the funding instead of them. So that's a good attitude to have, you know, it don't, you know, first, you know, it's, it's the Hippocratic oath thing. First do no harm, you know, because, <laughs> um, and you don't know what benefit will come to others. And by the way, if you fail to get the grant, what are the learning points there for you? How could we have done a better job applying for this? Maybe maybe we weren't a good fit for this particular funder, or as good a fit as we could have been. Um, you, you'll learn. You will learn what's the best thing we can do here, for for our mission. And if you have other people with you, well, you now are serving a, a larger a larger group to to gain that insight and to to get those skills and to to put that experience into practice. So. You know, I don't have an answer for how do you get every grant you apply for. You know, boy, oh boy, that'd be that'd be a million dollar idea. More than that, <laughs> but it, but it is a matter of if you take every time you don't get a grant as a as a stake in the heart. You know, you got to get out of that mode. You're you're gonna you're gonna lose you're gonna lose some competitions that way. That's that's just part of the game. Yeah, so I guess you, you got to be ready to handle that. Yeah, so the, the I guess the attrition here in in whether it's getting grant funding or or getting published or whatever the attrition is what drives the standard up effectively because mm -hmm. if everything if, if it's a mechanism for driving of of the system for driving the standard up, right? 
So hopefully you're in an environment where the standards are very high. Yeah. Good for you for making it into that realm. But now you need to you need to earn your uh, remaining in that realm. Yeah, it's not a perfect system, but it's a it's a system. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and again, it, you may you may in the course of your career help influence that system. Yeah. So, but you will only be able to do so if you see the next opportunity to make it better, to do better yourself, yeah. and 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 take action on it, and then then look for the next thing. I mean, I guess that that that, that expand that goes into another episode of how to deal with rejection, really. And, <laughs> you know, and it's whether it's like you're looking for a job or looking for funding or looking for a publication. It's all about. It's all about. Yeah, how how do you look at it? Do you look at it in the downward way of damn, you got that grant and I didn't, or do you look at yeah. it? Okay, I have to do that. I need to up my game here, or I need to look at this in a different way, and then that serves the whole system. Sure. Yeah. And maybe they're like. Well, I applied for a grant and I didn't get it. Well, why did you only apply for one? That's not how this works. You know, because <laughs> you're demanding, well, I should get every grant I apply for. That's, come on, that's not realistic. Okay, okay, one last point on this is that you're talking about, you know, you're talking about uh, how to protect and expand your own interest. But what you mentioned during the podcast was uh, service to all. Mm -hmm. And looking, when you're doing a grant, a grant application, for funding or whatever it is really you obviously you want the job or the grant mm -hmm. but for the whole for everyone as a whole it's important that the best application wins or you know as far as this as imperfect as the system is as far as possible so serving so serving all doesn't mean you win every time hmm. so uh, that's a, yeah uh, and by the way that's a and that, if that's your aspiration awesome Make sure that you are that. Well, exactly. Be the genius, or be yeah, be the genius. It, 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 that's not a way to look at it. I, I mean, it encourages you, you in to your stay, zone of genius. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, encourages you to stay at the top of your game. Which everyone needs that kind of feedback to to help them stay at the top of the game. Yeah. So okay. And losing sometimes is it tempers you. You know, it it strengthens you. It's it's worth it to to try hard and lose sometimes yeah okay we have unless anyone else wants to put in another question we have one last question okay. um, for here which is how do i take care of myself when when my boss boss is selfishly demanding that i serve him serve him by working long hours well there's a beautiful word in the english language that as far as I know, it's in just about every language. That word is no. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you've got to say no. I can't do that. I, I don't have enough time. I will not be able to meet this objective if I don't get you know some some relief here or get some extra resources. You got to start standing up for yourself too. And and a, a thing about a, a person that's really selfish, truly selfish. They assume everyone else is that way too. Therefore, if you mirror back to them that selfishness, they will completely understand that. It will make sense to them. If you say, I can't do that because X, Y, and Z, and if you want me to do that, I have to have ABC, that is actually what they would expect from somebody who is competent and capable like themselves in their own estimation. You know, so 
you got to you got to push you got to push back sometimes. You can't just lay down. Yeah, and and from a from a boss perspective, I would say that there's a examine. Are you having it? Examine to this person who's asking the question. Are you? Does your boss know what the issue is here? Right? Mm-hmm. Are you feeding back to them that these hours are too much for you, that you have too much to do, or or that this doesn't suit you, or whatever? Maybe you are, but if you aren't, then consider that one of the things I always say to people that are working under me is that I need to feel the pain that you're feeling, or I'll think everything's okay. And so you communicate to either, um, the, I, I ask people to communicate to either by um, telling me that, you know, what the problem is, or by, if there's too much work to do, um, then it has to be that that work, it sounds a bit stupid, but it, it has to be that that work is not done. And I see it and I feel the pain of that work and go, why is that not done? Well, I just don't have time. I cannot physically fit that in. And so I either either verbally or by demonstration, I need to feel the pain of what's going on below so that I know what they, what their needs are and how those are impacting my needs if I overwork them. Right. The other thing about this too is you may be assessing their view as selfish, but maybe they're just, they're focused on what their objectives are. This is, yeah. um, it's di- it's different if somebody is being abusive. They're yelling at you. They're, you know, they're backstabbing you. I mean, that's that's a different game. Um, but I, I'm assuming you're just talking about somebody that's hard to work with, as opposed to somebody who is is should be reported to HR. You know? well, I mean, again, that's another way to look, say what I was saying there was that um, was that it's easy to look up and say that person has been selfish, they don't care about me, but if they don't know what the problem is, then, then they can't solve it, right? But the other side is there are people around, it could be that people are extremely pressured and they need, you know, your boss is extremely pressured and they, and they feel they need to put the pressure on you, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, either acutely or chronically. And um, in that case, that's a negotiation about... Uh, the more, you know, if you push me past this line, it's, <laughs> I'm going to fall off a cliff and I'm not going to be able to do anything for you. So that, that there's where it impacts your interest. You know, um, exactly. I'm not superhuman. But there are also lab, uh, labs where it's just expected that you work. And that's just, regardless of what the workload is or anything like that, it's just expected that you work ridiculous hours. That, in that case... So, so what's the case there? You just let's say what are, look for the advantages for yourself in that. Okay. How will it benefit me to really have my nose to the grindstone, my shoulder to the wheel right now? Because yeah. especially if if you're young and you've got the energy, well, maybe this is the time to get some experience under your belt. You know, that's not a not necessarily a bad thing. Now, I realize that can make it hard on you know your larger life, but you put that into perspective and say, you know, this is the time. If there is ever a time in my life I should do it, now is the time. So, you know, look to see, is there actually advantage in it? Maybe you've been overlooking that. Maybe you've been thinking, yep, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not a kid anymore. I'm not partying all the time. I actually do want to do this work. I, I want to get good at this. So, you know, take advantage. Okay. 
and just one last observation then um, about that is that you know and especially that caught that last comment from you there Ken brought home to me that we're talking about being aware of your interests and everyone else's and other mm -hmm. part interests and doing what's needed to serve them if you like but the, the, the definition of their interest and your interest can be plastic so mm -hmm. you look at your interests in one way or another um, and when I was in the lab I really didn't like people telling me that I had to work you know ridiculous hours on Saturday mornings and stuff and I didn't look at it in the way that you looked at it I, you just mentioned there I just looked at it and I had a fixed view of what that meant to me and what that meant about the other person and and so on and that and that was rigid of me there and and um so I wasn't serving the other person's interest the supervisor's interest I was I was really actually serving my own even though I thought right. and so yeah that's it's it's not as, it's interesting when you look at this that it's not as fixed as you think Sure, and then there's your short-term interest versus your long-term interest. You yeah. don't even have to think about their interests. Even your own interests are there's a, a competition going on. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. what it comes down is be aware of it, be mindful. Yeah, it's interesting. Your own own interest is plastic, as in, is it the lazy you or is it the ambitious you as well? And yeah, which which one do you want to to serve? Yeah. Okay. That's all. all right. Yeah. Again, good for talking. That's a wrap for this one. Yeah. So thanks, Ken, for some wonderful insight. And thank you, the audience, for listening, listening in, whether that be live today or on demand. We hope you found some benefit from the episode. Um, you can look out for more live Happy Scientist episodes in the coming months. You can find them listed either on events.bitesizebio.com or on the Happy Scientist Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash the Happy Scientist podcast. That's all one word. Until then, good luck in your research and goodbye from all of us at Bite Size Bio, including Mr. Miyagi here. <laughs> Bye. Bye. The Happy Scientist is brought to you by Bite Size Bio, your mentor in the lab. Bite Size Bio features thousands of articles and webinars contributed by hundreds of PhD scientists and scientific companies who freely offer their hard-won wisdom and solutions to the Bite Size Bio community. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode and want to keep learning practical tips on being a happy and successful scientist, don't wait any longer. Subscribe to the Happy Scientist podcast and download the Happy Scientist reference pack today. And together, let's reignite that passion for science that first got you into the lab. Remember, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. So hit that subscribe button now and check the show notes to download.